Welcome to Life Church Bath, and thank you for choosing this message. If you'd like to learn and hear more about who we are and what we get up to, please go to our website at lifechurchbath.com. Enjoy the message. So we're going to carry on like the city, guys. If you open your Bibles, we're going to talk about pride before the fall. <laughs> All right. So... Um, as you guys know, this sermon series that we've been um, addressing, which is two verses that the Lord gave me, Isaiah 2 and Matthew 5. Now, Matthew 5, as we all know, I've said it many times here, Jesus says to all of us in this room that you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And then at the same part... Isaiah writes in Isaiah 2, he says that it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow, for, flow to it. And many peoples shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways." And so there are two verses that we are holding in tension of that the world will see the light of the kingdom and they will run to it to say, teach us your ways. And Jesus tells us that we are the light of the world. So where are the people running to? They're running to you, to us. And that with everything that we are seeing in our nation, in our city, across the globe, light has never looked so appealing. And this sermon series is a marker for us as a church to remind ourselves that we carry the light of God's kingdom. And that wherever you are placed, where you are situated, you've been placed there by God to release that light. Is that an amen? Amen. So, Father, we just give you this morning as I um, open up your word. And I just, Father, I just ask, Lord, that um, you would remind us the authority that we have. That you would remind us, Father, that the words that you gave us are true. That this, this, the, the, the book that we have, the Bible, Lord, is not just a book of suggestion. It's the truth. And Father, I pray, Lord, that we would, we would leave here changed and challenged by what you've told us to do. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this is, um, you know, the word of the Lord is, is, is a plumb line. It's, it's what we hold on to, but also when we read it, we are to align ourselves to it. And I don't know about you, but there are sometimes I read scripture and I can read certain passages and go, absolutely. And then there are some passages I go, I don't understand. You know, there are, there are three sides. You can maybe read some scripture and say, I'm not sure I believe that. Or we could lean into it another way and say, I would like to believe that, but I know it's going to be difficult. And then the last would be, I do believe it will be difficult, but it does work for me about holding the scripture, holding how the words of Jesus that he's given us, when you hear him set the bar for something, what's your reaction? Is it a suggestion? 
Or is it, even as I read some scripture this morning, is it going to remind us of, I've heard this before. Oh, we're back here again. And the Bible also, it has a supernatural quality to it. There is a supernatural power when we read it. That it changes the realm that we live in. That we, we, when we read it, we are reading it with the author present. And I think the words that Jesus said to us this morning that I'm going to talk about, it's about moving mountains. It's about what he said to his disciples on how to move a mountain. You see, he sees our challenges, setbacks, disappointments very different to how we see it. And Jesus said that when we speak to a mountain, it will move. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, speak to that mountain. Tell it to move. Now, when Jesus was talking about a mountain, he, he was using it as a metaphor. And a, and, and a mountain can represent a barrier in your life. It could represent a hindrance, an obstacle, a problem, something impossible that's in front of you. Whether small or big, Jesus is saying you can move it. You can move it. We serve a father who is a mountain mover. He moves mountains. Do we believe that this morning, church? Do we believe that he moves mountains that are before us? Do we believe, church, that he moves mountains this morning? That there are people here that would say that I've heard this message many times, but today is the day that this mountain that has been in front of me, staring down at me, is going to move today. I want us to leave in faith this morning that we serve the mountain mover. Or um, Bibles, or, or you can um, read it above me as it comes on the um, stage. But you see this, Jesus, before this scripture, he walks past a fig tree that bears no fruit. And what does Jesus do to it? He curses it. So Mark, verse, uh, Mark 11 verse 20 says, As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, Have faith in God. Truly as I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he will say will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received and it shall be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. You see that the disciples one day saw Jesus curse something and say, no more of that. And then the next day, their eyes are mesmerized to see that something in the natural that Jesus spoke with his words had completely changed. It was dead. And 
Yes, they agreed and watched Jesus and said, I wonder why he's cursing that fig tree. But when their eyes saw the power and what happened when Jesus spoke those words, here we have their reaction. We can, nature is a great metaphor. Jesus talks about seeds. He talks about rain. He talks about mountains. He's using the lords that we are a part of, but he is saying the kingdom of God, if you see things through kingdom eyes, the natural will move when you speak. Jesus said if you embrace this kingdom life and don't doubt God, do you see that I read in verse 22, he said, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have we asked ourselves that question recently? Do we have faith in our God this morning? Do we have faith in God that he is our mountain mover? That he really is who he says he is? Turn to your neighbor and say life is real. When I talk about mountains in your life. Just 20 seconds. Just tell them. What are you thinking of right now? It's good to talk about it. I believe that we are all facing mountains this morning. Maybe it's emotional, relational, financial, mind, body, soul. Things that are going on in your life that you cannot see budging. That you can't see moving. And yet the words of Jesus is clear. If you are facing something that cannot be moved, he tells us to believe and pray. To have faith in God that he will move it out of the way. Jesus is teaching faith. Jesus is teaching the disciples to believe what he says and what God has given us in walking out the kingdom life. Let me show you another side, Matthew 17, um, 14 to 20. This, this um, story is just before um, the transfiguration. So where Jesus and his, his set three, Peter, James, and John, they have just been on top of a mountain, seen Jesus glow white. They've seen the miraculous. They've met Moses and Elijah at the same time as you do. And then they are walking down the mountain from a display of God's glory and power. And then as Jesus is walking down from the mountain with those three who he told not to say anything, verse 14 said, And when they came to the crowd, a man came up to him, kneeling before him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he has seizures and he suffers terribly. For often he falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him and I brought him to your disciples and they could not heal him. 
And Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast him out? He said to them, because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. This, I mean, this is a picture of a father running desperately to Jesus saying, please save my son. And by the way, Jesus, the disciples that have been walking with you have been praying and nothing is happening. It's not working. I don't know why, but it's not working. And isn't it also interesting, you see the description of what was going on with this boy. Um, you, you, some you know, scholars have said in commentaries that it would be a form of epilepsy where he would stop breathing, convulsions, falling in, just a, 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 really a, a boy who needed healing. He needed absolute change. And yet, do you see how Jesus responded to the boy that was sick? He didn't address the sickness. He addressed the demon that was doing it. You see, there are some sicknesses, and we can see in the Bible that some sicknesses are demonic. And they need the light of the kingdom to call it out and remove that spirit. Do we see that here today? Or are we sophisticated and everything, everything can be solved by a pill? It's gone very quiet. Jesus gave the same teaching to the disciples about the, 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 the withered fig tree when they were shocked that when Jesus said he cursed the tree and it died, they were shocked that it moved, it changed. And then here we have the disciples trying to set free this boy, couldn't do it. And then he sets free and delivers the boy from a demonic spirit. The boy is healed and then turns to the disciples. And this is what I love here. And I think there is something here about all of us who are being discipled by Jesus right now. The disciples ask this question to Jesus. And I think this is an important gateway for all of us of how we are walking out our faith. They didn't say... Jesus, why didn't you heal? Why, when we used your name, why did it not happen? Why would this boy not be set free? They said, why could we not cast it out? Jesus, what is it that I am saying and how I'm approaching prayer? What is it about me that was not setting this boy free? Which to me communicates humility and, a, and I would say a relationship with Jesus that is acknowledging that we need him. You, you could or you could flip it the other way and go the opposite and say, well, Jesus just didn't want to heal that boy. Just God didn't want to set him free. But that is not what Jesus says here. 
Jesus puts the responsibility on his disciples to say, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you will move this mountain. Move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. I've got good news for us this morning. If for those of us, all of us in this room that know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that have accepted him as King and as Lord, we've all been given a seed of faith. Every single one of us in this room have a seed of faith. It doesn't matter about the size. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have faith. Ask them how big is it? And then give them, tell them a story to back it up. I'm here to remind you this morning, church, that your faith can move the mountain that's in front of you. That this city has mountains that need to be moved. And this is what we've been called to be. This is what we've been called to do, church. To extend the kingdom of God by speaking to even what culture says is impossible. We say, "Uh uh-uh. Wait till you meet the mountain mover. Wait till you meet my Jesus. Let me tell you what mountains he's moved for me in my life. Let me tell you when I thought all things were ended and done... I just stand on what Josh said earlier, you know, the the marriage of Will and Alice yesterday, that he turns all things new. Our God is the mountain mover. And that there is no mountain that you're facing that is bigger than him right now. Jesus is teaching his disciples to not use the physical eyes to see and judge by what we see around us. He's, the, the kingdom is way higher than what we see right now. That what we see going on in the world, the nations against nations, the news, everything, that is not what's going on. There is a spiritual battle going on, and we are in the middle of it, church. And that we are to, as the messages have been said here over and over, to lift our head up and see what the king of heaven is saying. And that we are to send and be the light of God into every area of this city and beyond. Mountains represent barriers between you and your future. Mountains represent hindrances. They represent obstacles. And Jesus is saying they can be moved. All right, let's get a little practical. Can we say, just, can I just hear, if I say three, two, one, can I hear you say move, okay? Three, two, one. Okay, now, there may be some of you this morning that have maybe set lunch on a timer in your oven so that you need to get out of this building pretty sharpish because lunch is going to get burnt or be very dry by the time you get home. And 
When we leave here in this building, we're probably going to go on many different roads and spread out probably out of the city into many A roads. And you, whether you admit it or not, if you're in your car, can I have an honest response that if as you are leaving this church and you are heading home for lunch because you're really hungry, and what are you going to say when all of a sudden one of Russ's tractors pulls in front of you as you're trying to leave? What are you going to say? <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Russ, what do people say to you when you're blocking them on the road? I think he might be out in the, yeah. Move. Can I hear move? <laughs> you see, sometimes, Life Church, the word needs to be said in faith from the heart to the mind, speaking, move. There are things in your way that need to be moved in the name of Jesus. So I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to think of one, two, or three things in your life that you would, could connect with when I've been talking about mountains. What's in front of you? Is it something that you're ignoring, avoiding, excusing? but you can't go back and you can't go forward? Is it a dream that looks impossible? Is it something that you need resources for and you're saying it's impossible? Do you have faith this morning to look at those mountains and say, move? If we don't speak to these mountains, if we don't recognize that there are things in our life that we know we need to move, if we don't say anything, what can happen is the mountain starts speaking to you. And you might hear it say, you're too small. You don't have enough. I'll never move. You failed last time you did this. You don't have the power. But this morning, you're speaking to that mountain saying, I'm going to do the talking. I'm going to do the talking this morning. Can we say move? Can we say move? Remember the fig tree. Jesus cursed something in the natural and it died. Your words, Life Church, the words that we speak have power. So if, like Russ's tractor, if you tell it to move and believe it, what does Jesus say? Don't doubt God. You have the power to move mountains in your life that may have been hindering you for years. We, you know, we hear it say, well, where the, the church, the church is not speaking into culture. The church is not being quiet. I think if we can move the mountains in our own life, then we have authority to move other people's mountains. And let me say this. The mountain that you are facing 
you might not be able to see them, but there are people behind you who need you to move this mountain so that they can follow your trail. And then let's move this into another context, church. What we move as a church, the city walks into. So what we, by our faith, what we declare to move as a body, the one church in this city, what we as the body of Christ move for the kingdom of God will be a blessing on what? The entire city. So this message is not just a, we're going to personally look at our own mountains and, 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 and make it about us. This is much bigger. In the kingdom, it's what you walk through. Your victory will be someone else's victory. So think about if there's a mountain that you're facing, remember that it's not just about you. There are people watching you. They are behind you. There are people that are watching you at work that know there's something about you and know that you are not, you've walked through things that they have never walked through. Their families maybe have been locked in, in unrighteousness, in, in sin, in things that they cannot break in their life. But you are there to show them that, that you serve and you love and you follow the mountain mover. That our life is, is a testimony of what Jesus is doing across the whole earth. So when you say move to a mountain, it's not just about you. And that when we declare, when we stand and we say move in the name of Jesus, the natural starts to change. I want you to consider the Isaiah 2 verse that I read at the beginning. Is that if someone approached you tomorrow, if someone approaches you as you this afternoon when you leave here, um, at the school gate, at work, online, can be any area, and someone actually said to you, There's something about you, will you teach me your ways? What are you going to tell them? I'm serious. What, what, what are you going to tell them about Jesus? Five, ten seconds, talk to your neighbor and tell them what you would say. Let's make this practical. The reason, the reason why I'm asking this question is that, did you notice that in the second passage that I read of how Jesus set free the boy 
who was under a demonic spirit, is that at the very beginning of the story, we read that it was the father who ran to Jesus to say, help. And is that not a picture of the days that we are in church, that you might not see it, but there are people who are going to run to you to say, help. Are you ready? Are you ready to receive who God has already planned that's going to put in your life? It could be today. It could be this week. Who they're going to look at you and say, there's a light in you that I have been searching for my entire life. You have it. And you might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You have something in you and it's Jesus. There is a light in you that I am looking for. What are you going to tell them? And I think, I just believe that in days that we're in, we have to be almost over vigilant and over and so aware of how disappointment and just going with the flow and taking the rudder out of a boat and just letting the waves take it somewhere that we can get sleepy in our authority as a believer. And we start just saying that mountains are a part of life. Well, they're going, they've got a mountain, they've got a mountain, they've got a mountain. We're just all in mountains. And this morning, guys, I just want to stir us to think, actually, are we, are we settling? Are you settling for a mountain that is actually speaking to you saying, this is where you stop? This is where you stop growing. This is as far as your prayer life is going to go. This is as far as you're going to believe for healing. This is as far as you're going to believe that God has a plan for your life. Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, nothing is impossible. Can we stand? Can I get you guys just to stand? I'm just going to ask you if, if you, if you're resonating with this message and you just need maybe just to shake off apathy, shake off tiredness, shake off weariness, and engage with the words that Jesus is telling us this morning, of that if you're facing something, whether it be a hindrance, an obstacle, something in your life that you know is not right, tell it to move. Tell it to move. Why don't you just, you can close your eyes, you can just speak to the Lord right now and just lift up to him any of the mountains that you're seeing right now in your life. Father, I thank you that you say that when we ask, if we ask for bread, you won't give us a stone. So I, I just release, Father, I just release faith in this room again to believe again. Father, I just pray just for a grace over us to have childlike faith again. That we won't be conformed by our surroundings. That we will speak to the mountain and say, move in the name of Jesus. Where disappointment is, 
is raging. We say, move in the name of Jesus. There are, um, there are people here who are, um, they run businesses, they're in the marketplace. God's called you to be in the marketplace. And you are facing resistance and you think it's just the world, but it's a demonic principality. And you are to speak to it and say, move in the name of Jesus. Why don't we just, as a room, just agree over the marketplace, over this city, that only the kingdom of God will rule over this city. Should we just do that? You've done personal, we've done personal, but let's do corporate. Father, we speak to any principality over this city, whether it be greed, pride, we tell it to move in the name of Jesus. Confess it, guys. You say it out. Speak it out. Move in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak where violence and death and rebellion is trying to surface its, surface its head over this city, over the youth. We tell it to move in the name of Jesus. We tell it to move in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak to despair, hopelessness. Father, anyone in this room or in this city, Lord, that is struggling with the, the voices of suicide and depression and an oppression, we tell it to move in the name of Jesus. Church, keep, if you hear something from the Lord, just speak it out. We will say move with you. Amen. Move. Yeah, we speak to gambling addiction. We tell it to move in the name of Jesus. Yeah, Father, we speak to infertility over this city and we tell it to move in the name of Jesus. Yep, alcohol and pornography. Move in the name of Jesus. Engage with it, church. Seriously, this is, this is us. This is us acknowledging and moving with the spirit of what he's telling us to do what we say right now moves the natural it moves the natural move in the name of Jesus amen amen move Amen. Move in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, all abuse. Move in the name of Jesus. Spirit of doubt, move. 
Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Jesus, remind us the faith that we have in you. That is not on our strength, it's not on our willpower, but it's everything that you are and you have done for us. I have, um, just before we end on, um, on a song um, that I chose, and uh, I have some declarations that I would love for us just to speak out over ourselves, over this house, over this city, over this nation. Are you, are you guys up for that? I'm going to just ask them just to put it on the screen. So we're going to um, just corporately as one, as in just as they were in the book of Acts, that they were of one mind, that we're going to leave here the same and walking out into our lives, taking the truth of faith and that we are a mountain mover this morning. That as we go and light the city, we take the authority of Jesus to move mountains, not just for ourselves, but for the people that you are interacting with that need mountains to be moved in the name of Jesus. Amen. So do it with me, guys. I'd love to hear this. Your uh, match day football voices, please. I will believe in spite of what I see. I will not quit, give in, give up or retreat. I will look impossible in the eye and say, move I will confess and declare that my life is great and getting greater. I am a mountain mover. Amen. Amen.